Hello, my fine friends. Thank you for choosing my podcast to listen to. We're powered by ACAS Plus. You can join uh, ACAS Plus if you want to get lots of bonuses. Google Rahalastapa and ACAS Plus and you'll get right there. There's lots of fun stuff to get. Um, Rahalastapa tour is nearly over. 21st of March, I'm at Bedford Corn Exchange. I'm talking to Olaf Falafel, who's a very funny children's author and stand-up comedian, and Al Murray, the pub landlord and historian man. And a friend of mine, uh, it should be fantastic, who went to Bedford, went to school in Bedford. It should be amazing. There's plenty of tickets left for that one. Uh, Glasgow on the 27th and Hull on the 28th. They're both sold out, but do keep checking the sites for returns. And uh, occasionally we put some comps back on sale, so there may be a chance to buy tickets. The main thing, though, is that I am going to be on tour doing stand-up, and I would love you to come. Uh, it's uh, from... It starts officially in May, but so uh, there's a few tryouts in April and March. So I'm at the Bill Murray. I'm at um, various places, Luton Hat Factory and uh, the Berry Hedge End. I don't even know where that is before going into a big tour where I'm going all over the place. It's selling in various degrees. Glasgow sold out. They've added an extra date. Uh, Chorley sold out, joined the waiting list. Uh, but a lot of the others have plenty of tickets. So... Do go and come to see that. richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour for all those tour dates. richardherring.com slash Rahalastapa for the remaining Rahalastapa dates. And uh, yeah, and then I'm going to take a little break from doing Rahalastapas. It'll be nice. We've got loads in the bank. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying them. I think there's some very high quality ones from this tour. Uh, so do keep listening. Do keep telling your friends. richardherring.com for all your Richard Herring needs. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another Rahalastapa. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Welcome to Rahalastapa number 304 with my fantastic guest, Kyle Smith-Bino from Ghosts, Stathlet's Fats and everything. He is a lovely guy and very funny. I think you'll enjoy this. Look, there's loads of other stuff going on. Uh, Taskmaster is coming to a denouement on Thursday nights. Um, I'm on the Russell Howard show some point in December. Um, in the ch- I'm on the chase on Boxing Day. Do look out for that. And uh, it's, I'm on TV all the time. 
just done Tipping Point. It's just gone on last Sunday, so you can check that on ITV Player. Uh, Tipping Point with Ben Fefford. Uh, I'm also doing um, uh, Ali and Herring's Twitch of Funds most Thursdays uh, on, on um, twitch.tv slash rkherring. Uh, that goes up on YouTube. It goes out as a podcast. Why not check it out? I'm back doing snooker, and there's a new tournament Usually Monday nights, sometimes Tuesday nights on Twitch. Rahalas uh, is recording on Wednesday nights at 8pm, generally speaking. Uh, but do just look at my Twitter. It's Herring1967. And uh, you will be able to see what I'm up to. Do come there, follow, and you get notifications every time I go live. Subscribe, and we get some money. If we're with Amazon Prime, you can link your accounts and give us £5 every month. At no cost to yourself. So uh, we get £3.50 of it. Whatever your local currency is, it's five of those. Uh, and uh, you just have to remember to come back and resubscribe. And we're putting all that money back into making more content. If you go and check my YouTube channel, Herring1967, you can not only watch Twitch of Fun, all 21 episodes so far, you can see a sketch of Peter Dibdin, the driving instructor, 27 years on, now the correct age. Uh, That was a lot of fun, and I'll be doing more stuff like that, and that's how we'll be spending your money. Once we're out of our houses, we'll go and film in proper locations as well, so it's going to be lots of fun. So do support us. You can become a monthly badger, gofasterstripe.com slash badges as well. Um, Let's sit back, relax, and enjoy Rahalastapa with Kyle Smith-Bino. It's lots of fun, my fan friends. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome me, it's Richard Herring. Hello, welcome to another episode of Richard Herring's Lingering Stinky Trump podcast. Works on two levels. Uh, Though I was hanging around with the greatest radio show of all time, the cast of that. They're here behind me right now if you're watching the video. Just voted for, I'm sorry I haven't a clue, or as they call it, Issy Hack. Um, Many of them are dead, but even so... They're very, very cool. They call it Rahalastapa, so uh, I don't know if that's going to catch on. Um, on the hour came fourth in that. That's the that was my I, I, I wrote, co-wrote the fourth greatest radio show of all time. There they all are, Barry and Graham, still with us. Thank God. Long may they stay. Um, so what's going on? It's uh, it's as we record. It's International Men's Day Eve. It's the most exciting day for men of all time. We're all waiting. Will he come? and give us a manly present. Um, I, I have my book out, uh, of course, this year, if you want to find out when International Men's Day is, if you missed it, it was the 19th of November. Uh, and um, uh, also on International Men's Day, I'm going to try and get men to celebrate International Men's Day rather than complain about International Men's Day on International Women's Day. This is still my attempt and still my goal. Uh, so what I did or am doing, depending on when you're listening to this and watching this, is uh, I'm going to get people to post a picture of a man they admire uh, and why they admire him on International Men's Day. If you've missed it in 2020, come back in 2021. Uh, mine is going to be Sir Michael Palin. Of course, he's my uh, my new dad. He took on the role. Uh, fantastic men. We we should show men all the good men we should aspire to be. Uh, he's a globe-trotting, wonderful man. I might put a picture of my actual dad up as well. He's all right, too, I suppose. Um, what else has been going on? Um, last night, my daughter, trying to avoid bed, came downstairs. She'd she started to write now. It's, it's charming. And she wrote my wife a little letter to, to try and avoid 
saying, I love you, mummy. I love you uh, more than infinity or one finity, she calls it. And I said, where's my letter? Do you love me more than one finity? And she said, she's usually very, she doesn't really usually give me much, um, you know, affection and stuff. She plays it cool. She likes doing jokes with me. Then she came back a few minutes later with a letter saying, Daddy, you are funny and silly, uh, which, to be honest, is 100%. That's all I ever wanted from her, so I'm very happy with that. Um, we've got uh, news in. Uh, the Crown is out. It's covering the years that we have talked about on this podcast before, about uh, Michael Fagan. He's now 70 years old. He's the guy who crept into the Queen's bedroom back in 1982. He's angry. The, the crown have made him too ugly with no charisma. And apparently he did have a lot of charisma and does have a lot of charisma. Uh, but I'm dis- I haven't watched The Crown, but I've heard that it doesn't answer the important question that I've always had. What I heard when I was a kid at school is that he wanked into the Queen's ear and I was looking forward to seeing that covered by The Crown. And I'm disappointed they've dodged that bullet and the mystery still remains. Uh, I have talked to some people who know have met Michael Fagan um, through Ken Campbell, funnily enough, uh, who said he, he didn't mention that himself. But that the mystery still is allegedly, not saying he did it, it's alleged. Um, what else is going on? I have, um, uh, oh yeah, well, Taskmaster, we're only halfway through Taskmaster. There's me winning last week's episode uh, as Pinhead. I don't even know, I've never even watched the, that, the whatever it's called, Hellraiser, so... And I just I made up the fact that my wife likes wearing that. That's a shocking final image for the show. Uh, currently six points behind Daisy, but I've decided I've won Taskmaster. That's what you can do these days. I've won. I'm six points behind, but the is fixed. And just let's call the rest of it off because I've won. I'm sure I've done that joke before, but you know it's always nice to hear it again. Um, the vaccines are out as well for. Uh, covid which is good news i'm going to take all the vaccines all at once because i love vaccines so much i'm going to take so many vaccines that i actually get the disease that's my that's my plan they're only 90% and 95% effective so you have to take two and then you're 185% covered and that's pretty good because you kill it twice i want to kill it twice and then stamp on it and then i'll be sure i'm not going to get it uh what else have i got one more thing in there oh yeah there it is it's there. It's uh, I've bought uh, 10 packets of Scott's Porridge Oats Old Fashioned. I'm ready for Brexit. Brexit's coming, guys. Stock up. Porridge is great. Uh, a, it's old fashioned, which you'll have to be once Brexit comes. B, um, you can just eat it with ditch water, which is all that's going to be available. C, if you run out of toilet paper, you can just it's very absorbent. You can just wipe that in there and all your crevices. Just run it under the tap. If you run it under the hot tap, dinner's ready straight away that is my plan to you please do buy the problem with men it's see-through it's very good fun lots of nice comments so far um it's out in audiobook which i think is the preferable format there's lots of extras in that you can get it from go faster stripe and you can get a signed thing picture with a willy on it that's one of the rejected ones i didn't do very well with if you're watching the video right let's crack on uh my guest today is probably best known uh, he was he's only just arrived it's been very uh, tight it's very exciting uh, he's probably best known for his appearance as the handyman in Noel Edmonds uh, trailblazing game show cheap 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 oh. will you please welcome <laughs> Kyle Smith Bono ladies and gentlemen Bono ladies and gentlemen I knew I'd get something fucking wrong there you go hello how you doing <laughs> I was so fucking concentrating on the Kyle I got Bino you wrong got the Bino I'm like, what wrong. can I 
What can I say? What can I say? Um, it's better than uh, some cab drivers that I've had before who have looked at my name and gone, Smith? So, um, well done for trying. And thank you for thank trying. Well done for trying. I mean, that's the least you can do, really, as a, as a podcast guest, is get the name of the guest right. Or you could so, just call me something completely different. Yeah, I could have tried that, and that would have been... I apologise, but you know you were you turned up like twenty five minutes late. Exactly. So, so that's what you that's what you get. That's what you get. That's the kind <laughs> yeah. of respect you get. <laughs> Tell me about I I I hadn't noticed this, and someone tweeted it, and you nearly got away with this. Tell me about cheap, cheap, cheap. Your appearance on cheap, cheap, cheap. Do Noel I have Edmonds. to? Yes, I want to know all about it. I want to. Know, I, I'm obsessed with Noel Edmonds. Okay. I want to know what he's like in real life. Um, I want to know what how you enjoyed working with him. What I will say. <laughs> <laughs> I will start with this. Yeah. Uh, Hattrick are a great production company. Yeah, that's And true. I really like all of the people that were involved in the show. Good. I thought the show was a piece of shit. And <laughs> I uh, will say that it was one of the worst experiences in my professional career. Really? However. I'm glad to bring it up straight away. However, it um, this character building. <laughs> Uh, I got a virus out of it. I didn't get coronavirus because that didn't exist yet. But I got the norovirus. Wow. Fuck, mm-hmm. that's bad. So I've collected that one already. Yeah. Um, and we had that, and that was because of the show. Right. How did we, how did you, is that from Edmunds? Is that Edmunds spinning um, up on you? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, that was something in his hairspray that went straight into the back of my throat. <laughs> okay. Um... It was really tough. I will tell you. Do you know what? I haven't actually spoken about this. Like, in no, I know that's why. Time. That's why I was surprised to find out about it. I've researched it quite carefully, and this nearly slipped through. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, first of all, it took maybe about two months for me to get the part. Right. Um, from when I went in and did the um, the first audition up until they were actually like, yeah, we want you to do this. Here's an offer. That took about two months. And when I actually got the offer was probably the day before we started filming or we started rehearsal. So we'd done like a week of writing. And whilst I was writing for the character, myself and a writer called Ali Griggs, who is brilliant and mad, um, whilst we were writing for the character, I didn't know if I was going to be playing the character. Then eventually they gave me the part. And then we went up to Bristol and we all knew that it was one of those things that was either going to be incredible and it was going to change television or it was going to be a real stinker <laughs> and get left off the CV. And it it actually feels like it was too recent for me to talk about. <laughs> okay. Well, um, you know, it was, Noel took a big chance with Deal or No Deal and that kind of paid off and it was he was riding high, I guess, on... Because Noel writes things down. He writes down what he wants, doesn't he? So Noel must have written he posts down. Them to the universe. I want this. I want this to be to, to be shit. And make Kyle <laughs> feel bad. <laughs> that must be what he wrote down because that's what he's got that power to do. That so he, it's like um, he must. He apparently wrote uh, a letter to the cosmos, and that's how he got the show. And that was a, that's a direct quote from him. And um, yeah, and so he must have included that he wanted to. Ruins poor boy's career. Oh, the, the cosmos might have just got fed up of all the letters. He sends a letter like that all the time. Yeah, and the cosmos just, just going, fucking hell. They haven't even read like, that one yet. We've given you we've given you a lot of stuff. The cosmos has given him a lot. 
a long career. Yeah. He's come back a few times. He's come back from things that other people wouldn't have managed to come back from. Let's just say that. Yeah. And, you know, stop writing to the cosmos. You've got to do it yourself, Noel, now. You're on your own. <laughs> get out there. Get You're out. a 70 year old man. upon a star and just get out and do it. <laughs> But as an actor, that's the kind of that's but that's always the risk, isn't it? You don't know going into anything whether it's definitely going to work because there's so many other factors. Yeah, I true. I, um, have you seen? Have you seen it? I I saw I think like some clips of it because I knew Alex who was in it, right? Um, Alex Lowe. Uh, yeah, Alex Lowe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so and he was quite a big part in it, wasn't he? So yeah. I did see. I did see. I don't remember you being in it. But then it might have been before you sort of properly drifted into my uh, conscious, really. Yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. you, you've been in lot, you've done lots and lots of things. So before you, before you've kind of the last two or three years, you've sort of really yeah, yeah. hit the ground running. But but you've been in things, you know, for the last eight or nine years, really, haven't you? So it's so. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I would have spotted you in between my call center career. Yeah. <laughs> right. What was de- for the people who didn't see it? What was what was the premise of Cheap Cheap Cheap? The premise we'll of the sh- show was um, that is going to be this the whole thing. It's going to be the whole thing. <laughs> it will take me an hour to explain the premise. <laughs> um, the premise is that you have three items. Um, so Noel Edmonds owns a shop, and the contestants come to a shop and they uh, play a game which is called Cheap Cheap Cheap. Now the Rules of the game are that you get three items and you have to pick which one you think is the cheapest. For example, you might have a mustard mayonnaise and a ketchup. Okay. And then you have to pick which one's the cheapest. And then if you get it right, you win a certain amount of money. And you go through, I think it was eight of them, and you can win up to, I think it's £25,000. It's pretty good. So, great. That's a great game. Come on, guess some mustard and go home. However, there are four characters within this shop. Yeah. Um, there's Barry from Watford. Um, there's my character, who's called Keith. There's Kelly. And then there was Mariana that was played by Gabby Beth. Um, and Kelly was played by Emily Lozani, who got norovirus first and then gave it to everyone else. She's a super spreader. And um, so the characters have to come in and do jokes based on the items. Okay. But also lead towards the sort of narrative for the episode. <laughs> yeah. So good. you're it's coming a really in. really good idea. You're doing jokes. And based on the items, because there's three items per question, based on the items, you will have a question that you, uh, you will have a joke or some sort of funny thing about these items. Yeah. Now, you come on, you do that. Hopefully everyone laughs and then you go off and then you get ready for the next items and you go through like your jokes that you've got written down. And you're like, oh, I've got something for these. I've got something for these. Now, <laughs> at the moment, that still sounds fine. Yeah, it's good. However, every pair of contestants have uh, the eight items, the eight sets of three items. So you, in your two weeks writing, you've gone through all the items what if we get something like this something like this you've got something for everything basically yeah, yeah and you've got the list in front of you so if they get that question right you move on to uh flannels or, or you move on to tissues or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah but if they get, then get that question wrong then they're gone 
you bring on two new contestants with a whole new list of items. Oh, no. So See. there were times where I was uh, literally in a shed on a motorbike, ready to come out with a joke about these <laughs> vehicles, and then yeah. they've lost the game, and I've had to run off and pick up a swan, a live swan. <laughs> and you find Sounds out amazing. which is the cheapest bird out of a swan, a turkey, and a pheasant. <laughs> and I, I, as well I as love the show. Well, as, I, look, as, I want to. How's your imagining wanna, this? Yeah. What do you see in the, within the studio? Like, what do you think is going on? Um, but behind think, the camera, sorry. Yeah, I think there's an audience there. Oh, and... Richard, you're wrong. On oh, the okay. first hurdle, <laughs> there's not a single audience member. There's not one person. This is a true story. <laughs> okay. There's not one person in the... There's no audience. It is just okay. the camera crew who have yep. heard you doing these jokes <laughs> in all the way through rehearsals and yep. practicing them all day. Yeah. Because you've got to change them so quickly. So the best you'll get is three men go, ha! <laughs> At your best, your best joke, three men will go, ha! And that happened every day. <laughs> um, let me also say that we filmed three episodes a day. Yeah. So we were filming morning, noon, and night. And um, the audience, I mean, we were like, okay, the contestants are the audience, fine. Yeah. But the contestants are there to win money. So these are the three situations that the contestants can be in. They've won money and they want to go home and spend it. They've lost money and they want to go home <laughs> or they're waiting to go and play. No, none of these people in any of those scenarios are interested in your jokes about the cheapest milk. None of them care, not one of them. Yeah. But on the other hand, you've got a lot of material about the value of different objects, some of which has not been even broadcast, that you could put into an amazing show about just the pure jokes from that. You could take all the jokes from that show and just put them in a show. Every cloud? Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'd quite like to... How much money would you need to go back and redo it again, but we'll film it from the other the other way around? <laughs> so we'll film the behind the scenes, like like Noises Off or something like that. So like, um, we'll just do all the backstage stuff, and we get to do your jokes. We get to see how it's working. Okay, let's... Uh... How much would you need for that? It depends on how long we how long we're working for. We're doing it. We're doing it in real time. Uh, the whole right. thing. Okay, so that was, a... and then it's going to be on a box set on <laughs> on Netflix or something. That was three weeks. I'm going to need <laughs> sixty seven grand. Okay, that I definitely. Did. I thought you'd ask for more than that. That's that. You could have. Got I mean, more than I had that. a really nice flat in Bristol at the time. Okay, so that was that was a really nice. And Bristol's but... a great city, right? Yeah, and we had to go there because Noel lives there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he did pay for dinner. So did he every yeah. every day or just one time? One t- the one time that we went. Out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, he paid for dinner a few times actually, which was no, nice. nice. Um, it was also the first time I had oysters when I went to. Okay. Um, we went on a boat. And first um, time on a boat, or you've been on a boat? No, I've been on. I've been on a boat. I've done boats. Yeah. Um, but this, but never been on a boat with oysters on it. No. Um, so I tried an oyster. At, at the exact moment that I tried the oyster, Jimmy Mulville, who runs Hattrick, yeah, uh, as it as it entered my mouth, he was like, 
just a bit like uh, Bogey. Cheers, cheers, Jim. Could be worse. It's more. Like, it's more like Spunk, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't thrilled by that happening at the same time as me trying it for the first time. So that's all I've got in my memory of oysters. <laughs> okay. So you tried oysters, but just Jimmy Mulville wrecked it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then he Fucking got his Jimmy... right out of there. Yeah. Fucking Jimmy Mulville, Noel Evans. What a pair of pricks, eh? What a pair of uh, tossers. Should we call him that? See how. He... I love Jimmy. Uh, okay. You're right. You're um, right. Noel... I was just trying to get you so you couldn't so work ever work for Hattrick again. I couldn't be yet. in episodes of the remake. Um, <laughs> Noel, however, didn't say my name once. Right. When we met, he was like, what's your name? It's Kyle. What? Kyle. I'm going to call you Kay. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> he did for a month. Call me Kay. Kay. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. He's got a, got a nickname from Lazy Noel Edmonds. Yeah. Um, good. Well, we'll move on from that. There's other, there's other humiliating stuff to talk to you about. Oh, before. oh yeah. Yeah, I've got I found loads. All right, I found loads of stuff. Just there's nothing good. There's just nothing good. So you haven't got a Wikipedia entry, which makes researching you very. What's going on there? What is I, going I, on there? I... I don't know. Because you are mentioning loads of Wikipedia entries, but you don't have one of your own. What, what is that? What's going on with that? What do I do about that? Well, I don't think you can. I don't think you're officially allowed to set up your own one. I sometimes right. edit my own one, but I don't. I didn't set it up. Who's going to do that? Well, someone should. You're a big star, man. You're on TV. I've got, you know, I've got loads. Who was I reading the other day? Someone had a ridiculously long entry, and I don't think they were even a real person. There was someone fucking ridiculous. Someone, someone ridiculous had, and I just had a longer entry than me. I thought this is out of order. Can't remember who it was now. Um, can someone do this? Can one of the, can someone listen? One of this lot set up a Wikipedia entry. Please. I think everyone's just worried about you know spelling. You, know, you didn't need a simpler name. Oh, uh, right. you, well, why don't you call yourself Smith. K, K Smith? Call yourself K Smith. Smith. Take, yeah, K, K Smith. Take a note after Noel Edmonds was trying to help you out there. He's going, mate, quiz up K. <laughs> yeah, and then you get on Wikipedia. <laughs> then lose K Smith. And that, then Sorry. people will be able to find you easily because there's no K Smiths on Wikipedia at all. Yeah. Um, it makes it hard to research you because that's usually what I do ah, is just go to Wikipedia. Then I get to be elusive. So then I had to go and actually do some proper reading up about you and listen to podcasts with you and stuff. It was oh, very yeah. annoying. Which one? Uh, I heard you t- a couple of young lads talk to you about your favourite TV shows. Oh, that which was fun. I, d- I discovered you were born uh, two months premature in that podcast. That was a surprising piece of information. I don't know if that was true, but that's what you told yeah, me. Yeah, big true. I was yeah. going to be born in May. Wow. And I was like, nope, sorry, busy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not too bad, is it? Like seven months is okay. Yeah. But any time in an incubator at seven months or just they looked after you? They, they sorted me right out. And yeah, as out. a result, I've just got asthma and yeah. quite big feet. Can... Quite big feet? Yeah. I don't know if that's anything to I do don't with think it. That, I don't think that's probably no. to do with being born early. You never know. That might be part of it. Maybe. I also discovered uh, – oh, I found out that you um, you helped uh, move the Olympic torch around on that podcast. That yeah. was – you had a big, a big Olympic torch story. Yeah, I just had a go on the Olympic torch. Yeah. Pretty good. Thanks. Uh, Twenty twelve. You got yeah. you. You brought the Olympic torch from France to England, or by myself. T- t- 
touched it on the way. No, I brought it over. <laughs> you brought it over. <laughs> that's hard because that's water, man. If you drop that in the... I knew you'd been on a boat because you were on a boat in that story. So I knew yes. you'd already been in a boat. I um, I swam, but I did the front crawl, but only with one hand. And okay. I kept I kept the torch up the whole that's way. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Wow. When I got there, people were like, I can't believe that you've done that. But, but I, I had... <laughs> There's a different story on the podcast. Go and listen to those guys' podcasts. I don't want to steal their good story. Um, uh, I learned that you are doing, this might be a different podcast. You In lockdown, you've been doing a sitcom about witches. Oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah. You forgot that you've got so many jobs. You've forgotten a job you did like two months ago. Um, I, You're playing no, a witch. No, I didn't forget it, but I also didn't get paid for that. So. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I don't remember. Um, okay. That was really fun. That was me and Jamali Maddox. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, yeah. Being witches, uh, witches that run a, co- a comic book shop. Yeah, that was real fun. I don't know when and that's what? out. Were you like real witches, or were you yeah. like fantasy witches? So you're guys who believed in in their cult and yeah, and, yeah. In I your could spare do spells time. and stuff. All oh, right, okay. But, um, I was. I think I was like the the new newbie. And I was still okay. getting spells wrong and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Is that going to be a series? Is that just a bit of fun I, for lockdown? I, I think we did. We did it as a short, and we're going to pitch it, and hopefully, great. Hopefully, HBO Max will take it. Well, probably. You know, look, it's going that way, isn't it? That must be. Let's let's go back before we go that far. What I like about the internet and you younger acts, and I mean, you know, you're an actor more than a yeah, yeah. than an actor, really, but but. You're very funny as well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call you an act because I think you're a, you do good comedy and Thanks, you do man. good comedy of your own bat. But it, you get the juvenilia, and I watched today very popular uh, YouTube hit from Hot Red Hot Entertainment. Oh yeah, what's that called? When you were uh, uh, the Chicken Shop Junior special. Oh, I do you remember see. that? So, I do remember, do you remember that. Yeah. Doing that, it's a popular. I, I remember mean, I that because no one will ever let me forget it. <laughs> You're so cute. How how old were you when you did when you did uh, that? I would have been seventeen. Uh, yeah, God, you look so young. You're almost unrecognisable. Yeah, so fresh. Before um, before Bristol <laughs> took it out. Of you. Yeah, pre Bristol. But that was that was a big. So that was a big hit that you just you put up, and then, and then a million people watched you singing about. Chicken I mean, rapping chips. about uh, rapping about chicken. Yeah, chicken shops, and then I got free chicken and chips for life. For life, yeah. I Where still, about I well, any chicken just... shop? Can you go to any chicken shop and say I want free chicken and chips? <laughs> yeah, I or go just to the from first ever Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your bucket, sir. <laughs> um, no, just there. Uh, when whenever we go in, they're like, yeah, because people travel to that um, right. that shop just to buy it or just to like take pictures or whatever. So because of that, and because we've got them. Uh, so much custom yeah. worldwide. Um, yeah, it's like, very yeah, much like me in the Tempting Tatty in uh, Edinburgh, which is a baked potato shop in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it for about 15 years every time it was met, was they ever asked me where do I eat in Edinburgh, I'd always say the Tempting Tatty. Oh. And eventually the man gave me a free potato. So it's very, it's very similar. <laughs> it's very similar. I know. So you and I are very, very similar yeah. in that. Uh, it actually stands up though. It's a good. It's a good video. It's still enjoyable to watch. It's um, a little slice of. It's hundred and eighty pixels. 
It's, it's good. I don't know how you even managed to make me out in that video. It's good. It's a little slice of, you know, the first decade of this millennium. They'll, that'll be being played at the end of this millennium. Mm. They'll play that in and go, this is what it was like in the first decade. Of the millennium. Aggress- one aggressively thing rapping decade. about chicken and chips. So aggressively. It's funny though, right? It's a funny. It's, it is. It's a funny video, and so is. And then you've done this is more recently, but the uh, what really made me laugh and was a real comedian's show was the Stormzy's flatmate Bosky. Oh yeah, being being followed around by his crew everywhere. Yeah, that's a that's a very funny sketch. That was fun. That's that's worth everyone checking that one out. That is uh, that's a lot of fun. So you were at drama school, and then you sort of started doing YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. And it sort of all spiraled out from there. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's how that's how you kind of made your work because you'd you'd done a bit of act, got a bit of TV acting. So you're in Whitechapel, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then sort of nothing much came out of that. So you no, just I thought that was took, my big break. Yeah, I thought that was it. But the, then you took control of your own career yeah. by making videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I never really had my own channel or anything like that. I just did. Um, I jumped on everyone else's, but I also did a series called Come Down With Man, which was a Come Down With Me spoof, and that was that was a lot of fun. I mean, it was real stress. I got some kids that were straight out of, or I think they were still in film school, and I was just like, do you want to film this thing? And they're like, yeah. I was like, I'll give you 20 pounds. <laughs> and um, they filmed the series, which was so so stressful because it was the first thing that they had ever filmed. And a lot of the edit was me getting them to edit out the other cameramen. <laughs> we spent, so, you would not believe how long we spent editing our other cameramen. Um, <laughs> so I was like, yes, man. And I'm shooting this thing. And we've got four cameramen. <laughs> They're in every shot. <laughs> um, so yeah. So that was quite difficult, but yeah. um, it came out all right. And, People yeah. liked it, and, then and you're I in like, a. Yeah, I saw you in a, a video with One Direction. Was that uh, was that early on the, the One was, Direction? Yeah, that was quite early. That was 2013. Right. Um, with Kevin Novak, who was yeah. just like, "I know you're unemployed. Come and do this thing." <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, "Are you free?" <laughs> like, right. So Monday, uh, we're going to do. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah. Sure. And um, how will one one direction look like they were having fun in this sort of photo shoot where they're trying to you're trying to photograph a vapor basically? Yeah, they they seemed. I mean, they were giggling their way through it, but then they tried to take it seriously as well. Were they were they? So the idea was that some with? of them didn't know that it was. I can't remember who, but right. like two of them knew about it, and some of them didn't. And then there was okay. like a prank thing. But then they, as we were doing it, they found out that it was a prank, so they wanted to do their bits again. Right, and so like. I don't know what ended up in the what of the real thing ended up in it, but I do remember what I remember the most from that was that Harry was very nice. Mm-hmm. Harry Styles is a lovely boy, and I also remember that um, what do I remember? There's another thing. All the rest of them weren't very nice. It seems to be the take-home. They had managers telling them which tweets to reply to. Okay. And I was like, what? And I know that, like, obviously they're managed really, like, they've they've all got, like, two managers each. 
Right. But then, then coming over to them and being like, right, you've got to reply to this one in this area and reply to this tweet and do it. And I was like, I can't believe they don't reply to their own tweets. I mean, maybe now it's different, but at the time they were like the biggest thing. They were the biggest yeah. boy band in the world. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you've got, to, you've got to be careful. One loose tweet. Yeah. That could be the end of the whole thing. Yeah. So you've got to, got to watch out. You've got to look after those boys. Yeah, and they did. The money makers, until they stop money making money, then you can and then toss you can them do out. Want. Yeah, toss them out. Yeah. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um... So it's all led up, though. I mean, I, my my thing that I've really enjoyed you in, and which you are great in, and is um, Ghosts. Which, um, if people haven't seen this show yet, it's such a brilliant sitcom. Uh, I we watched the whole the recent series in like a, in less than a day, basically, because it was we were we were so into it. Uh, and what I love is, I think the chemistry between you and your wife, played by Charlotte Ritchie, in the in the show is it's like a proper couple right and yeah. i don't think i've seen that it's not it's not like a couple who are like super like over the top in love it's not a couple who are super in not into each other it's a mm. couple who have to, been together really like each other and get on with each other have you've great you've really good couple chemistry i'm not saying it's sexy chemistry i'm saying it's like you've been together for a few years, chemistry, yeah. but you still like each other. But I, I think it's such that that out, out of everything, and there's loads of great performances in that. That is the thing that I love most about that is the relationship between the living central couple oh, in the you. middle of it. That's um, that's good acting because she's a monster. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but she's a nightmare. She seems so lovely, and she can sing as well. Can't she? she's got like an angelic oh, yeah. singing voice? Yeah. She seems amazing. So, 
my problem if I was playing that part, I'd be t- I'd be too in love with her because I wouldn't be able to hide it. So I, you're either acting brilliant because I hate her. No, okay, well that's fine. Then you're acting the other direction, yeah. which is equally impressive. Exactly. Um, did you just automatically have that? Was that sort of? I think that's how we got that, the job. Yeah, because we did a chemistry test, and I'd never done a chemistry test before um, in other jobs uh, because I'd never been had a, a part that required it. Um, but this time they brought in four different women, and it was a bit like speed dating, um, and they were like. This one's going to be your wife for 10 minutes and then she's going to go on someone else's. Um, but yeah, I think it was, it was different for the women. They waited, they went through two of us, I think, but they like were in and out. Um, whereas, so I came in and then we had each actress um, come in for like 20 minutes. And then um, I was really, when, I, when we finished, I was really like, how are they going to choose between the four of them? Right, because they were they were amazing. All of them were great. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, sorry. And then I was like, oh, does that mean does that mean all the guys are going to be that good? <laughs> I hope not, because I might have to kill somebody. Um, but yeah, like, and then we got it. Um, I think but that's it was... what I I always think about sitcoms and having having been more on the other side, having cast things. You often get down to two people who you're basically fifty fifty. You know the the table's 50-50 on and mm. you just have to more or less make a decision. And if that sitcom goes on like Ghosts to be mm-hmm. huge, that's like a life-changing decision. You know, if there was a choice 50-50 between any of the actors there, that's a life-changing decision yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for both of you. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Go. Um, and I also think, like, I, I sometimes think about what I would be doing if I wasn't doing Ghosts. Um, because it takes up quite a big chunk of it. Like, it's... It's a 10-week shoot. Yeah. Um, and it's brought about a lot more opportunities. And also, even for my friends that are writing things that would have wanted to cast me anyway, it means that they don't have to, like, fight more to prove that I could do it. Because yeah. it's like, oh, it's the guy that's in Coast. Yeah. And then people are like, yeah, fine. Um, rather than before, and it was like, oh, my friend, uh, K. Smith. And they're like, no. <laughs> No, no. Um, so yeah, that yeah, it's done. It's I'm very happy to be a part of it, and it's yeah, done yeah, great. Things. But it's it's. I mean, there's you know, the, it's the horrible history guys all who know each other so well as well. I mean, that could be difficult. You, I know it's sort of weird because you're in a way not working with them, even when no. you're there with them. You're sort of no, you don't have to work with any of them really yeah. because you've you've got to you've got to avoid. <laughs> looking yeah. at them um but um i mean they're so tight and so good though mm. and the the writing is great what well, it's you know i thought it was like an inoffensive sitcom you know i thought this is no one could be offended by this sitcom but then some people are offended by a couple of elements of it right yeah <laughs> some people who you maybe don't care about <laughs> the opinions of but i'm sort of still surprised i mean i shouldn't be surprised but i'm surprised in this day and age you know that there's been there's been people who are upset that, you know, you're of a different race to your wife. Yeah. There's people who are upset that Lolly, uh, who's going to be a guest on this at some point, which she was going to be uh, before lockdown, going to be on one of the live ones. Uh, they don't believe a, a Georgian uh, woman could be black. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's 
how, how does it feel to have that? Is that was that a surprise to you, or were you kind of anticipating this is going? No, to, I didn't anticipate it at all. Come. Actually, I never even considered it until I saw comments on the on the trailer, and I was like, "Sorry." Um, and I think, like, I think I mentioned it in an interview that I did that it's uh, it is evident that we don't have enough Black history taught in schools. Yeah, for people to be like, but she's Georgian. How could she be of color? Um, because black people didn't exist until no, they weren't invented fifty until... or sixty years ago. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's my understanding. I of think it. Martin Luther King was the first one. <laughs> yeah, I think he was. Um, I also kind of related, but a little bit unrelated. I also saw a tweet yesterday that saw that said something about um, how these pictures from the civil rights movement have been made in black and white to make people think that it was so long ago. Right. When it was like 60 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, they did do that. (laughs) And I've I've been cop-smacked about that ever since. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a really weird. Thing. I mean, it's not. I don't. It, it you know, to me, it wouldn't didn't even feel like an issue. It didn't feel like oh, you know, they've done this to make a point. It feels mm. like very natural within within the show. Yeah, yeah. That any normal person surely wouldn't notice. It. I mean, it's nice that there's there's some black people in a in a mainstream sitcom. Exactly. That and yeah. it's not about and it's and it's the same with Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf doesn't make any deal about the fact that two of the leads are, are black guys yeah. um and that's not it's not even mentioned and it's like Shit's creek which i love as well which is about pansexuals and gay guys I haven't seen and, you know it's really good mm. but it doesn't make it, it doesn't make anything about it it's not it's not a sitcom about oh what we have to do to struggle and by mm-hmm. you know so it's a celebration of just two people being in love or whatever mm. and this is just a celebration of you know this is just life. This is just life, yeah, and yeah. it's not the fact. It's not does not even brought into it. It seems a shame. I mean, it's a shame that I'm even talking about it as well. But it's it it's does make me angry and and worried that that people can. I mean, there's this uh, Christmas uh, supermarket advert that people are upset yeah, about as well. Because, yeah, people losing their shit. I wish you know it's and like people saying this doesn't represent me, and then not but not having the intelligence to go. But that means like ninety nine percent of adverts don't yeah. represent the people in this ad, and you can't even have the empathy to, yeah, to yeah, think yeah. of think of that. It's it's but they so do, they do relate to the weird. family of carrots from Aldi, yeah, <laughs> and those family of aliens from Argos, yeah, <laughs> like that. That's what, that's what I want to see more of me, more like me. <laughs> oh man, well I hope it um, goes away that, but I, you know maybe with maybe it'll go away with Trump. What yeah. do you think? Get it all out together. I think yeah. uh, in 2020, there'll be like a, um, you know, like the Millennium Bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there'll be that, but for racism. Yeah. Just, it could be. Well, just... maybe COVID. If, if it turns out, no, that was that. let's not go down that road, Richard. <laughs> if I start saying COVID only kills racists, that's that's not going to play well, is it? People are going to come <laughs> is back that a quote? That's not Because I think not... someone will be able to cut that clip. <laughs> And that's a soundbite. I've, I've got Tim Brooke Taylor right behind me here. And as I say that, which is now maybe very sad, uh, he was a wonderful man. Um, good. Uh, but yeah, I was watching um, as well. To, I mean, I have an emergency question that uh, I know you get asked quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually people don't get, I have emergency questions that are good questions. And I have an emergency question that I can't ask you because you get asked it all the time. So I'm going to try and change it. 
Has a ghost ever seen you? Yeah. Okay. Loads, <laughs> loads of them all the time. Probably. Um, you believe in ghosts, right? You, I do, you yeah. Know they're, you know they're not real. What? <laughs> That's just act. Those guys in the thing, they're just actors. They're the guys from Horrible Histories. They're no, 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 alive. they're dead. Every single one of them's no, alive. They're, dead. they're, they're dead. just dressed. They're just dressed up in olden times clothes. So why, after we finish filming, do I never <laughs> see them at the pub? <laughs> that's... When I invite everyone to the pub, yeah. I, how come that's... I've never seen them? That's true. Maybe you're right. So you think there are ghosts? I do. But you've, but you've not seen a ghost? No, I've not seen one, personally. What makes you think there are ghosts if you've not seen a ghost? Um, Just, you know, spooky stuff. Yeah. I I was quite scared of dolls when I was younger. Yeah. Um, But... In order to, so there was, I slept, I slept in the spare room at my, well, there was a small room at my nan's when I wasn't, when I did, wasn't at my mum's. And, um, I didn't like to stay in that room because it had some dolls in it. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I'm Ali. Is a 128 year old ventriloquist dummy there, that? There's absolutely no way I'd be in a, stay in a room without doll. <laughs> Soz. He definitely does come to life. So I think if I don't think it's a ghost. I think it's just a possessed doll. That's a different thing than a ghost. I don't think he was ever alive. Oh, that's fine. Then. He's just he's a possessed doll that comes alive and murders people in their sleep. Oh, that's cool. But I don't think that's the same as a ghost. Which no one ever asked me about them. Um, but I used to say that I was scared of the ghost in that room because I didn't want to say I was scared of the doll. Right. That is that stuff is scary. I got I now it's got back to winter again when I walk my dog at night time. It's real when you go out and properly into the dark in the countryside because I just walk my dog out into fields. Mm. It's properly scary. And the other day, I kind of caught, I had a flashlight and it kind of caught this woman walking the dog. And I didn't want to kind of point at her because that would be rude, but I acknowledged she was there. I walked around a bit further, then I turned the the torch back to look just to see what was which way she was going, and she disappeared. Now, maybe she probably was never she. There. Probably she just turned around and went back the other way. No, but no. <laughs> but it was really. But then when you're out and about, it's really freaking. Then I heard a horse in a field running around, and I shone the light on the field, and there was no horse in the field. And then I was a bit scared. Oh. But it's all just it's the, it's your mind playing tricks, isn't it? Had you taken crazy. mushrooms? I yeah, I was on I was on <laughs> I was on LSD. <laughs> but it's nothing to <laughs> do with that. LSD. It's nothing to do with that. I take that all the time, and right. I don't see. Go, I only see. Skellington face I have to, some of the time. I have to grab a charger, which is really boring, but give okay. me one second. I'll, go, I'll, I'll get the dog going. Yeah, talk about yourself. I'll just talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> go and grab a charger. How's it going? It's going pretty well, thank you. Yes, how are you doing? Do tune in to see... Uh, do tune in to see Alien Herring's Twitch of Thun. This week, it's on Friday. But usually, it's on Thursday at 7.30pm. Uh, so, Twitch of Thun. It's lots of fun. I was I was going to ask Kyle if he wanted to do a a bit in a sketch, but I'm not. How do you think? Do you think I'm not sure he likes you that much, so I wouldn't ask him. I think you are rude to him without cheat, 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 and he wouldn't be in the sketch. He seems very busy. To be fair, I don't think he would be in one of my super sketches anyway. Anyway, shush, she's coming back. All right, let's be quiet. Oh, here he is. Oh, so we what, filled in. It's what fine. I missed? We covered. Oh, a lot. You missed a lot. You missed a lot. Um. Oh, I was just I do another show. I do a show, I do a puppet show uh, on. Uh, have you broken your headphones? You can't hear me now, can you? There we go. Oh, there we go. 
I do a uh, I do a puppet show on uh, usually on Thursdays, but it's Friday this week with with, the, with all my adventure quiz dummies. So we were talk- I was just doing an advert for that. How many have you got? I've got well, I've, I've just got loads of stuff. I've got um, I've got two. I've got two like that. I've got he's got his wife. I've got a carrot that looks like a penis. Where's he? Oh, he's gone. Where has he gone? This is uh, this is Law Fox, who's based on uh, Lawrence Fox. Right. He's an actual fox, though. But he he believes that uh, the world's prejudice against white posh men. How's he feel about Sainsbury's? <laughs> He's uh, never stopping there again. I, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be in charge. This is look, this is Prince Andrew. Hello, it's me, Prince Andrew, the Duke of York. How are you doing? Uh, 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 someone made that for me and sent that to me in the post. That's all right. That one's not scary. That's new. A, oh, here it is. Look, there's a, a carrot that looks like a penis. That's cocky carrot. Look, if you want a part in my if you want a part in my puppet show, I can put you in, Kyle. I've got a part for you. I'll discuss it with you later. Um, yes, please. We'll check availability <laughs> after this. We'll check availability at the end. Um, uh, <laughs> it's a big. This could be your big break. This being in that puppet show could be your big break. Shotgun the carrot. Um, <laughs> you actually. Well, let's talk about racism. You were accused of. Uh, Blackface, oh, you were in yes. a lot of trouble for being yeah. accused of... And, and, that, and, that is and I not didn't apologise. I've never apologised. <laughs> no, what, what an animal. I've not once apologised for that. <laughs> and I'm not going to, so don't care. No. That's pretty good to be... That's pretty. That's a pretty big achievement. Yeah. Do you, want to, do you want to tell us how that came about? Um, so I did an advert for BBC iPlayer. Uh, so it was me and Natasha Dimitriou playing Thanks. husband and wife. And we were playing characters that were talking about the shows that we were in. Um, so she was talking about what we did in the shadows and I was talking about ghosts. And there were some prosthetics done to make us look as old as possible. Mm. Um, and so we did that and that was a fun experience. And we had the full cast going on and then we, did, we shot it on the day and it was all very big and there were a lot of Americans there for some reason and uh, far too many people there um and we had a nice time and then when the advert came out it was on billboards and stuff so i was really excited about it until i saw this one comment which was a response to the video saying i can't believe that blackface has been allowed in 2020 bbc what is this and i was like i thought there was a joke that i didn't get right i I didn't for one second consider that someone was actually angry about a black person (laughs) Having their face on the thing, and someone thinking that it was a, it wasn't, it was a white person doing that, and I just couldn't understand that comment. And then I saw some more, and then I saw like people like, at and BBC saying like, "This is vile, <laughs> really." In twenty twenty, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I was, um, I was conflicted, yeah, because these people obviously clearly thought that this was a real incident of uh blackface and i was like yeah. well if if it was i'm glad that they called it out but it's not and it's me <laughs> but i don't want to say anything and then i i just waited until like i think there were some fans of ghosts that uh replied to the tweet saying like no this isn't blackface this is kyle he's an actor in a show called ghost and they're like no still unacceptable <laughs> and then there were some people that thought it was 
a black person doing blackface. Right. And I was well, like, so the people are trying to cover themselves by going, no, no, yeah. I knew all along it was a black guy. Yeah. But, <laughs> but then some people were like, well, that's not his shade. <laughs> and I was like, well, do you know what? Let's just cancel. So Trevor McDonald, I'll be done with it. Because quite frankly, I'm sick. I'm sick of this. <laughs> cancel the news at 10. I was just, um, yeah, I was baffled, man. And I, like, some people were a, a million percent sure it was David yeah. Williams. So like there's this there's nobody else in the world that this could be apart from David Williams, and I can't yeah. believe that he's still doing blackface in 2020. <laughs> I mean, it's great to be so anti-racist that you become like the most racist person. Yeah. That's good. That's you're so good at being unracist. It's, you've gone all the way around and become the most racist yeah. person. Yeah, that's the best. So it's quite that's impressive the best to be. But it is indicative of, you know, but this is what the, the world has become is people, it's the same as my International Men's Day thing, is people not deciding before they've checked. Yeah. All you need to do is Google it, go, who is the actor in yeah. this thing? Yeah. Let's just check, you know, let's have a look. Yeah. Uh, and it's very simple to do it. And yet people are getting offended and outraged before, a lot of times before they've seen something, mm. uh, before they, you know, they just, uh, they, They've got upset by the idea of what they imagine a thing is going to be in their own head. So they're actually offended by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> which I've experienced in my comedy. You know, like I did a show called Christ on a Bike, uh, which is about Jesus. And a lot of people imagined what that was going to be and and were furious. And, mm. you know, and the actual show was largely, uh, uh, you know, supportive of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, they, to get angry about something in your own head. And that that just seems to be happening increasingly and and this sort of knee-jerk reaction to stuff and then doubling down. It's what, that's what I find, that's what I find really interesting about that mm. is the doubling down. They get, they're wrong. Yeah. They can't go, Oh my God, sorry. Fuck. Yeah. That's really embarrassing. Let me apologize. They have to go, no, he's, st <laughs> yeah. he's still doing it. What about my television? <laughs> and you know what? Tash got nothing for doing whiteface. <laughs> Absolutely. Not a piece. That's, that's the racism. I think you should have, but you, you could have been done for old face. Now you shouldn't, young people shouldn't. I'm an old person and I don't think you young people person. should. You, look at me, look at this gray hair. You young people shouldn't be going around taking my jobs. I could have been that old person. <laughs> we could, only an old person should, should play me. an old person. I could have played <laughs> <laughs> And I said, but look, it's old face. At least yeah. I'm not doing old face like the other guy. <laughs> it gets, you get into all sorts of trouble. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about Staff Let's Flats because Natasha's yeah. in that, of course, which, uh, again, I, I did say to you, I watched it a little bit in the past and, and, and I sort of didn't 100% get into it, but I liked it. Mm. And then, you know, other stuff comes along. And then I watched some episodes today and it's it's so good that I have to, I'm, I'm going to, I sort of stopped because I thought, right, I've got to watch this all with my wife because uh, that's, we're looking oh, for, shit, shit's Creek's finished. Awesome. We need to, we need to, we need to start another comedy thing again. Um, and that seems like a lot. It's a very good cast, and the characters actually just completely hit the ground running as well in that first episode. You kind of get maybe not your characters, your characters not so much in the first episode, but the other, you know, you really get who everyone is. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's is it's it's quite it's quite tightly scripted, I'm guessing, because yeah. it all look like you could improvise. But I have a feeling it's a, a scripted one, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and it's been it's just been written as if it's improvised. Right. which is great um, and a testament to Jamie's writing, but it's so, I love it so much. And I remember seeing the blap um, in like 2001, whenever it was that he made that. 
um, how long it's been in development. And uh, I think it was 2013. And um, when I I watched it then, I loved it. And I showed it to all my friends who were like, don't get it. And I was just like, I loved it. And then when it came around and it was, the series was um, casting, I just, I would have, I would have cried if I didn't get that part. I would have, I honestly would have cried because I, I went from when I read it, I was like, I need it. Needs to, it has to be me. Even if I don't get this part, I'm going to turn up. Um, so luckily I did. And I play a black guy in that as well. Um, but I love it. It's so much fun. And it is literally just a bunch of, absolute clowns chatting shit all day um and then sometimes we film it (laughs) yeah and what's your character what's your character how would you describe your character in the in the show my character dean is probably the most normal one in the office he is quite a grumpy guy who doesn't enjoy his job or the people that he works with um, but he just cracks on because he knows that this is the easiest it's going to be. Um, yeah. He's not going to get to cruise through a job like this again. So he just deals with it. Um, and he is, in a way, the voice of the audience that, right. that like, remarks on how stupid or ridiculous the things are that are being said by the people around him. Sure. And I get to and have so a that- right laugh. Yeah, and look, this puts you, you know, but that's a, a multi-BAFTA award-winning show. Mm. Um, you're also in uh, Man Like Mabine as well, yeah. which is a, another very successful show. That's multi-RTS winning show. Yeah. So, you know, you're at the heart of all these these kind of massive shows, basically. When will I get as my I, award, Richard? <laughs> when will you get your Well, are you because I know Lolly's gone off to uh, America and is in Shrill, which yeah. is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Is that is your ambition? I mean, because I, I think like an actor's ambition is often different than mm-hmm. a comedian's one. I know you write as well, yeah. but is, is your ambition to go to America? or, do, or not do you, really. No? I'm, I'm not bothered like about you? America. Right. Um, I'd like to live in a city where I can get whatever food I want at 4am. That's okay. That's the bit that interests me about like being in New York. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, I'm not really bothered. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to have this kind of quite laid back attitude where Arthur Matthews was on last week. He wrote uh, father Ted and he seems like a, an unambitious man who's done incredibly well, right. almost by not having ambition it's it's just let everything wash over him and it's all come to him right do you feel like that or or do you feel you you are ambitious and no you... i am ambitious i do yeah. like um i do think about the things i want and i i work like especially with my writing and stuff i'm really like especially this year i've been working hard at the writing stuff but also i think that i want um one of the I can't remember who it was in Ghost, but someone referred to Ben Wilbon as wanting the least stressful option. Right. He will always choose the least stressful option, yeah. and that I think is why me and Ben get on so well. Is because I'm the very same. Right. I want minimal stress. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, but and, I see that's yeah that's probably the same as Arthur in a way. I think it's. Because I know if you're, are you, do you write on your own or do yeah. you write? Do you write? Uh, with, yeah, I've I've Something written one thing with with someone else, Ollie Cambridge. Right. Um, 
But yeah, most of them are. Because I think that's again, it's it's the it's writing with someone else is good in lots of ways. But there's a lot I've heard him talking about the how you know if you write on your own, you get to do what you want, mm. and you know there's no, the friction isn't there, which can sometimes be good. But then it's it's an easier route to think. I, I sort of prefer writing on my own now, having written with people in the past. Mm-hmm. Although I find it hard to get on with it. Right, <laughs> Sometimes yeah, yeah. when you've got someone else, that kind of forces you. But usually I was the person forcing people to work. So, right. um, uh, but yeah, that's interesting. And what what sort of stuff are you writing? Sitcoms or you're writing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't possibly write drama. But you, you could be a dramatic, you know, you could be a dramatic, you're in comedy, but you could do dramatic acting. I'd like to do dramatic acting. And I I thought that that was what my career was going to be. I never even considered doing comedy until I did Whitechapel. And then they were like, we're not putting him on that again. (laughs) We're not getting him on screen crying again. Forget that. Um, So, yeah, I'd love to do drama. Put me in a drama. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing, there is something... There's something funny about you, though. I mean, that's the thing. There is you. You look very. This is like a Limmy again. You look like a normal guy, but there's something. There's something just in there that's just like your face is winking at the idea of you being a normal guy. Yeah, and there's just something. Yeah. There's just something slightly comical in there, but it's only. It's only slightly. So you can play the kind of diet coke drinking guy. Yeah. <laughs> ghost, and that be a realistically like funny and but you're equally. You're a sexy guy, but it's funny you being the sexy guy. It's both. You know, it's funny. That's a really great place to occupy because it's, you know, I couldn't pin you down. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't Maybe go. That's no, funny. Just, yeah, I think it is. I'll you're sexy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hitting on you. You're a sexy guy, but you're a funny, you're a funny guy. Thanks. You, but you look, but that's, you look funny. That quote is going on a, on an Edinburgh flyer. <laughs> but you've been doing Edinburgh as well, haven't you? You've been doing Edinburgh for, for not not this year, but no, um, um, when was the last time you went up? Was it 2015? The last time you were up there? Or no, that's when I started. Oh, was um, it? Okay. Uh, 2015 was my first year. Um, I was in a show called Battle Axe, yeah, uh, which is an improvisational comedy game show uh, that had been up there for years, and I joined in 2015. Oh, and um, right, that was, it? so I joined when it was already uh, popular. And I didn't cool. have to do any of the work, <laughs> whereas the rest of the guys had to like do the graft and be out flyering every year until it got to like 2015, where people just turn up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I did that every year until uh, 2019. Right. Um. But then 20 2018, I took my own show with my uh, comedy writing partner Brendan Brendan Murphy, and we did a show called The Crooners which is like two Rat Pack-esque kind of lounge singers okay. just doing songs and monologues um, and telling stories. And we did a few improv- improvised songs as well. And it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but was it well attended? <laughs> no. Well, I think it would be now. I don't know. It's sort of weird, isn't it? Because I think you're still at that stage where people will know you if they see you but they if your name's on a poster they might not know your name on the poster yeah. i think that's that's fair enough but if your face is on the poster they'll know who you are i think ghost is going i think it's really broken through this uh this series i think is is really broken through it feels like a mainstream mm. hit and you've already got you've already got the third series commissioned as well yeah yeah we start right. in february right cool i think because you were filming this right if you you were filming this right up to covid as well you basically just got 
Yeah, yeah, finished. five days before finished. lockdown. Right, yeah. Um, we very Because I was filming the bit, the bit in Taskmaster that everyone's gone nuts about is me and Daisy May Cooper eating oh, the watermelons, feeding him watermelons. Yes, I we filmed that. that. We filmed that like four days before lockdown. Right. And Daisy, Daisy had a really bad cold. Oh, shit. Really bad mystery cold. And I was like, and part of the reason I think I'm, I'm slightly going. Yeah, you were as <laughs> into it. She was really well, like, also. She was so into it. I could. She wasn't actually even feeding me, but uh, I was trying. <laughs> yeah. And I hate watermelon as well. Right, right. But I, right. I, I, I ate more than it looked like I ate. But it right. was. But she, she took the lion's share of that watermelon. Oh I'm yeah, not big time. Take it, I'm not taking it away from her. But it's just so crazy to think. Even because I think I heard you talking about, you know, even in four or five days before we were all like, oh, do we have to touch elbows and that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's yeah, like, yeah. oh fuck, <laughs> this is yeah. this is a real. I remember when we were on set, the only person that seemed to be stressed about it was Colin Holt. He was like, he was checking every second. He was checking his phone to see what's going on. And he was like, it's in Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> Corona's in Brighton. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, and like not really caring. And then them realizing the sort of magnitude of the situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd, um, we hadn't really understood what it was or. No. Why it would affect her? No, I think even right up to. I mean, we, I actually stopped gigging a little bit before, but only a little bit before. But I, I cancelled a show that I didn't need to cancel. Hmm. But I felt I felt I should cancel. But it, re, even right up to that moment, I was thinking, ah, oh, but you know, we, you can't just stop everything. And you hmm. know, and they were sort of saying because they were saying herd immunity at that time, you know, as well. So it was like, oh, well, we we we're meant to be going out, and we just got to get right. it and get better. Yeah. Um. So like, it was amazing how quickly that will change. And did you get through? You obviously did a few bits and pieces through lockdown. You've been doing some writing. Yeah. I know you did a. There was a. There was a video of Safflets. Yeah, yeah, we did um, a lockdown Zoom. version of Staff, um, which was a lot of fun. It was like yeah, having a, a proper day out. Um, so we got to do that, which was very silly as usual. Um, and I did another thing called Comedians in Quarantine. Um, so I wrote that and. Uh, that was for Comedy Central, which was absolutely fine. And then uh, I wrote a pilot and I finished a script that I'd been working on for like four years, uh, which I'm pitching at the moment. So, Great. yeah, I had a, a grand old time. I also moved out. <laughs> I also had a breakup. I, oh, I no, did it all. I did it all. Yeah. Yeah. I did some ADR for Ghost, yeah. which was fun because so, I got to get out of the house and see – Oxford Circus in the middle of lockdown, which yeah. is a site that I'd probably ne- never get to see again. I was there th- this weekend doing. I was doing a podcast in town that mm. was with no audience, and Oxford Circus was, and it was Sunday night at five o'clock, and Oxford Circus was as busy as I've ever really? seen. Really? Yeah. So I don't think there's. Apparently, someone said it, and there are no shops are open really, apart from right. supermarkets. So I think people. Someone said it with the Christmas lights are on, but they, they can't have people come to go and look at the Christmas lights. No, everyone's trying to find out where you're doing that podcast. <laughs> see what the secret location I could, is. I couldn't bloody find it, so I'm not surprised <laughs> if anyone managed to get in there. It was, it was a very weird thing, but you know, I was there as well. But I was driving through, right, right, right. Uh, in a, in a purse behind a perspex screen with a mask on. Right, we were very, we were very careful. Mm. Um, look, it's been really lovely uh, chatting with you. I'm a huge fan, and I think you're gonna, you know, I think you're gonna go on to bigger and better things. I'm, I look forward to seeing the stuff that you're writing. Hopefully um, I'll get and to, look um, forward to ch- if cheap, cheap, cheap. If we can get that going, though, would you bin all the other stuff? How much? Did that, cheap, how much cheap? did I say? I think if I'll give you a hundred. If I'll give you a hundred grand, 
If you've been, if you have to bin everything else, fine, yeah, I'll do okay. it. Yeah. Bin everything else, and I've got to get Edmonds on board as well. I did say, I, I I remember in one of the um, writing sessions with Ali Griggs, I did say that if it happened again, I have to demand him. Um, and he's looked in my eyes and said rather coldly that he'd kill me. If, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the jobs that don't work out, they sort of inform you for the other stuff. And I think that's, you know, almost like, I think it's nice in a way, given how, because you've had so much success in the last two or three years. If you hadn't had a little clanker in the middle, yeah. Just to just to bring you a bit down to earth again, yeah. you know, you could have turned into just a without, don't don't get too big yeah. for your boots. Yeah, it's just like you could be back in out. Bristol with Noel anytime. Look, man, oh, good luck with everything. Thank you. <laughs> it's been lovely to talk to you. And you. Uh, we are back next week with Rod Gilbert. That's going to be lots of fun. So do tune in for that. Uh, uh, for the moment, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Kyle Smith. Bino got it right. But yeah, I think. smashed it. <laughs> See ya. See ya. What a prick I am. All right. Goodbye. Bye. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Rich Terring, and my guest, Kyle Smith Bino. Thank you to Pest, who provide the theme music for this particular part of the show that you are now listening to and is an opening as well. I don't know why I'm just specifying this second part of the show. Thank you very much to Chris Evans, not that one to whom I am indebted for all of his hard work keeping this going through the various lockdowns. 2020's been great, hasn't it? I hope you've all had a good time. Thank you very much to everyone at ACAST and British Comedy Guide and Ian Tunes and all that loves. Ninnies. Ian YouTube as well. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Become a monthly badger. GoFasterStripe.com slash badges. Or link your Amazon Prime and Amazon Gaming accounts and give us your free subscription every month. And we get actual money from Ian Amazon who has too much money. Please take his money, give it to us, and we will make new stuff with it. Good. No, this isn't a podcast about milk. If you like historical intrigue, a bit of culture, and a sprinkling of controversy, this one's for you. I'm Rachel Stewart, and I'm travelling around Europe, following the hidden history of everyday things as they're exported through time and around the world, by force, by chance, or by choice. No need to pack your bags. Just subscribe to Don't Drink the Milk wherever you listen to podcasts. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you very much for listening to my podcasts. Listen to some more. Tell your friends about these podcasts. We're in a very competitive market. It would be lovely to keep those downloads coming in. The more downloads we get, the more money we make and the more podcasts we can make for you. It's a beautiful symbiotic relationship. Come and see me on tour at richardherring.com. But otherwise, just, you know, go outside. Enjoy the spring air. It's beautiful out there. I love you all. Goodbye.